Here at winter's edge, the coastline of spring slowly emerges and the harsh cliffs of March carve themselves upwards from gales of granite and winds of stone. The waves of April break upon the beach and send fine spray singing a song for the season. The unsure voice is thin with rain and bright with early sun. At the bottom of the cliffs, soft sand holds pools of liquid may, mirror cloud and mirror blue, a child's eye view of paradise, all promise, no presence, this season now the signpost of the year. Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. <laughs> beautiful, sir. Beautiful. Thank you. Welcome to this edition of Project Moonbase entitled The Rights of Spring. Very beautifully done there. I didn't know you were a tenor, sir. Uh, or is I, that baritone? I've no idea. <laughs> um, yes, partly in response, or largely in response, I guess, to the season, it being spring, or allegedly. He says looking out. Illegibly. Illegibly. <laughs> <laughs> looking out a very furious sky. But um, yes, yeah, so, uh, we are going to have a show dedicated to the season of spring. And this is uh, essentially a rehash, or as MC Conan was correcting me earlier... A prehash. <laughs> prehash of a set I will be doing, or will have done, by the time... Why are you even mentioning this? <laughs> yes, listeners, this is an event <laughs> which, as we are recording, is in the future. But when this is broadcast, will be in the past. Yes. So you won't be able to go and see no. it. So there's absolutely no point mentioning well, it at all. It's, I see this show as a being a kind of souvenir of the event. <laughs> that, nobody that nobody will be going to, because <laughs> by the time they mean? found out about it, well, it'll all be gone. Tweet, we'll be tweeting about it during the week, don't worry. Tweeting every few seconds. Uh, yes, I, I, I did. Well, what is it then? <laughs> to mention it. Give me, let me get well, a word in. Let me interrupt you. Yes, I have played or will be playing a set at the uh, annual fundraising show at the Royal Scottish Academy, no less, at the foot of the mound in Edinburgh. Where you will be knighted. <laughs> I might be knighted. So, playing a couple of hours of spring themed tunes, I thought I'd play some of my uh, choice picks from that uh, selection on this week's show. And amongst that, there's also a couple of other little uh, choice selections of, of uh, slightly less seasonal music, but also, of course, MC Zirconium and his unnecessary news. That's right, this week. We need weapons. Do you have any silverware or cutlery? Uh, we don't have any silverware. All we have are these. Sporks! Stay tuned. <laughs> We're going to get underway by playing uh, one of two versions, actually, of uh, the first movement of the uh, of spring from the Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And this is a version... I think we might have played this before. This is a version by a Canadian flautist. Oh, yes. Called Mo Kaufman from a beautifully titled album, The Far Seasons in Rock. Hmm. Uh, don't be too frightened, though, dear listener. It's not, it's not particularly rocky. And this, yes, as I say, this, so this is Mo Kaufman with The Overture from Spring.
now March, a busy month. Yes, it is. And one of the most important jobs to be done is pruning the roses. And first of all, I will refer to the hybrid tea and the flora bunda roses. Far too many people are too timid when it comes to cutting back the roses, you know. First of all, begin by cutting out any dead wood. And then, those branches that produced the flowers last year on the hybrid tea roses, cut these back to eight, nine or ten inches from the soil according to their bidder. Cutting immediately above a bud. deciduous trees, shrubs and roses, and any planting that is to be done must be done as early in the month as possible. Make sure, if the soil is dry, that they are watered immediately after planting. Mo Kaufman with Spring, the overture from uh, the album The Four Seasons in Rock. <laughs> Flotastic, wasn't it? That? Mm. There's, another, there's another one. There's another yeah. uh, uh, coinage that we've come up with. Flotastic. Start repeating it. If you're doing a, if you're doing a meeting <laughs> in Chiswick, you're giving a kind of, uh, what they call, PowerPoint. <laughs> Look at the forecasts. See if you can get flotastic. Got yes. a flotastic forecast. <laughs> see, see how easy it is. <laughs> anyway, yes, that was the spring overture, the Percy Thrower Gardening <laughs> Year remix. You might have noticed Exclusive. a little bit of Percy. Exclusive to Project Moonbase. If you are a lady or gentleman of a certain age, you may remember the great Percy oh, Thrower. Yes, and uh, pipe, pipe smoking Percy. You incorporated him. him and I in thought, there. yeah, I thought it'd be nice to hear a bit of Percy. In there. Throw in a bit of Percy. Mm. Sadly, I don't think either of those records are actually have, have been reissued, so <laughs> I can't really understand why either. It'd be nice to see a Percy on CD, wouldn't it, or something? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to head in a slightly bonkers direction now uh, by playing a track from kind of Enoch Light's first big ping pong stereo record, Persuasive Percussion, which we haven't uh, dipped into for a while. Uh, technically, it was actually officially released under the name of Terry Snyder and the All Stars, but it's basically an Enoch Light production. And this is uh, their version of a very springy tune I Love Paris. And that was Terry Snyder and the All-Stars, but also Enoch Light mm. with I Love Paris and the liner notes of the original Gatefold album. <laughs> Luxury covered in Dolly Birds. Mm, the British version. The British it? version. The other one's covered in dots. Yes. It says as follows, a lively and amusing balancing of speakers is offered by the beeping <laughs> autohorn, the piccolo, xylophone, bongo, accordion and marimba. Although this produces a combination of highly complex signals, the tone should remain <laughs> constant no matter what is going on. The critical part comes towards the end. You'll notice that. When the tempo speeds up and what is already a complex sound becomes even more complex, at this point the xylophone should retain its edgy sound. <laughs> there should be no softening and the auto horns and the auto horns should have different timbres, timbres or timbres, timbres, timbres. 
They should produce sharp sounds and not be smothered by the system. <laughs> Since this is the this is the last band on this side. Listen again for any distortion on the left channel to find if your pickup arm is binding. I hope yes. your pickup arm isn't mm. binding, ladies and gentlemen. I as you enjoyed, uh, I love Paris. I should mention if it wasn't already rather obvious from that that this persuasive percussion was often used at uh, early sort of hi-fi demo fairs where. The young bachelors would go and sample the latest, latest and greatest technology, and quite often you'd hear persuasive percussion be used to demonstrate the outer limits of what was possible with your hi-fi. It's stereo. It's <laughs> stereo. Extreme stereo. Uh, this is the Project Moonbase show, uh, which you can download fresh editions of every Sunday evening. Um, if you want to find out when the next show is available, the thing to do is to follow us on Twitter. And uh, that's not just the only reason for doing that. We do also send, retweet or post out uh, informative tweets during the week and respond to your tweets to listen. Exactly. You can. It's like feeding straight into the complex brain <laughs> of Project Moonbase. It is. Right to the nerve centre. And, and suggesting things like Morris dancing <laughs> as a theme for the show. No! No, Dr. Rhubarb, no! We love you. But not that way. No, not in that way, no. <laughs> If you want to find out even more about the music or the news stories we mention on the show, please visit our website. Yes. To find out everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us, go to projectmoonbase.com. You'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe and give us a nice review if you can and click five stars. It's uh, it's easy. It doesn't cost you anything, but it did make a big uh, impact on us. Project Moonbase is a listener-supported show, so if you're thinking of making a purchase on Amazon... Please go to our website and navigate to the top right-hand corner of the page. Click on the Amazon affiliate button and make your purchase that way. Uh, it won't cost you anything additional. It's entirely anonymous and it keeps us in snowdrops. If you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation. If you go to projectmoonbase.com's little button, you can just press it and you can give us a tiny amount of money if you wish. You won't <laughs> feel it, honestly. It's like uh, it's like getting an injection when you go on holiday. Mm. Oh, but it's, it's done and everyone's happy and you're not getting rabies. <laughs> We promise. Uh, thanks for thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends. And that means recommend us to your friends mm. and co-workers. Please do. Which uh, this may or may not be an appropriate time to mention that we've had a particularly princely donation from okay. our Hungarian listener, uh, George Petey, otherwise known as Dold. We won't embarrass you uh, by mentioning the figure, but it uh, involves a the blooms, <laughs> gold, a decimal point. Oh. Thank you very much for that, George. Very much appreciated. Yes. And do keep listening. And do do spread the word, particularly in Hungary as well. We want some more Hungarian listeners. Definitely. What a marvellous part of the world that is. Mm. And let's go into some of those other places around there. Geography <laughs> escapes me at the moment. <laughs> I'm not allowed any maps or anything. In, in it would be too hutch. dangerous. Uh, right, back to the spring-themed music. And we're going to hear a track from the great one of the great masters of the Hammond organ. Uh, this is uh, Lenny D. And as with many of his albums, in fact, I think pretty much every album, he, the, the title puns on his name. So this album that comes from, you can get as a twofer, actually, but the album originally was called In Demand. Do you see what they... I do see, see it, yes. <laughs> Crystal clear. <laughs> oh, <is> Lenny. <laughs> this is a track of his called uh, Spring, a Beautiful Spring. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Lenny D with Spring, Beautiful Spring from the album In Demand. <laughs> Despite his abysmal punning, that's quite a good tune. It is, yes. And uh, characteristically perky. He likes a perky tune, does Lenny D. Spring, spring has sprung. Everyone's in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, you are listening to the all spring edition of Project Moonbase, dear listener. And now it's time for us to enjoy the blossoming fourth of Unnecessary News. Thieves steal entire bridge in Western Turkey. <laughs> yes, thieves stole an entire bridge, apparently, for its scrap metal in the Western province of Kokeli, maybe. I'm not really up on Turkish pronunciation, <laughs> I'm afraid. The 22-ton bridge, which was 25 metres long, was in a village uh, in uh, Golkuk district and was regularly used by villagers to cross a creek to reach their orchards. The villagers were astonished to discover the disappearance of the bridge in the morning as they were making their way to their orchards and immediately alerted the police. <laughs> Somebody's kidnapped our bridge. <laughs> Hip. There's a bridge on the loose. <laughs> Police arrived at the scene and determined that yes, the bridge was was gone. Well it was absent. <laughs> it bridges it bridges no more. It is absent. It is it, it no longer a bridge. It is the absence of a bridge. Following yes. extensive inquiries, <laughs> we have established previously there was a bridge. Huh? It is no longer a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently they determined that it had been cut 
apart and loaded into trucks by thieves <laughs> and uh, probably melted down. Mustafa Caracas. There's <laughs> oh. a name. There's a name. I think I might change my name to that. One of the villagers said he couldn't understand how a bridge could be stolen, saying it was unbelievable. <laughs> They're simple folk, aren't they? <laughs> now we have to take our socks off and cross the creek, he said. Oh dear. Yes, that's what not having a bridge will do for you. You have to swim across or something, get wet. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, unless it's a bridge, and then you're just surprised. How awful. <laughs> what are they going to do with the bridge, these things? Reassemble it. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One used bridge. Slightly soiled. Anti-zombie perfume. It's the latest survivalist must-have, because uh, you can never be too prepared for the uh, zombie apocalypse. Here's a new product for the survivalist in your life. Zombie for him and zombie for her. The new scents by weird perfume shop Demeter Fragrance Library are designed to evade zombie detection and uh, presumably dismembering by masking your warm, spring-fresh, lively scent with the aroma of dried leaves, mushrooms and mildew, earth moss, and for the ladies, the dregs from the bottom of a wine barrel. So apparently <laughs> smelling like a wino is going to, is going to, or a, a wino that's fallen over in a compost heap is going to preserve you from uh, being bothered by zombies. $40 for a four ounce bottle, which goes uh, quicker than you think. Maybe it's better to wait for the apocalypse to uh, start and then, you know, nick it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't condone that. We don't condone that. And finally, German traffic warden mistakenly gives snow car a parking ticket. Some German pranksters in Achan built a snow car in a no parking zone overnight. Traffic wardens came along and gave the car a ticket. The wardens eventually realised they'd been had when they tried to scrape the snow off the number plate and found that there was no plate, just more snow. The prank received a frosty reception from local police. A spokesman said, we can take a joke as well as the next person. Edit, editor's note here. Anyone who starts a sentence with, I can take a joke or we can take a joke, but invariably can't. Uh, they go on to say, it was a very convincing prank, but whether it was made of metal or snow, it was still obstructing a road, a road that should have been clear. Well, maybe you can give a parking ticket to God. <laughs> Where does snow come from? Heaven. We all know that. Somewhere a traffic warden will never find itself. You have been used. Mazda. Thank you very much for that, Emerson Cannon. There'll be more later on in the snow. I mean, show. <laughs>
that was Emile Richards with Diamond, brackets April, from the album Stones from 1966. And uh, it was delightfully disturbing, I thought. I <laughs> it was, yeah. Tuneful and a bit creepy. Uh, and a bit atunalful as well, atonal. Um, Emile Richards. Or microtonal. <laughs> microtonal. One of the, uh, he's, a, he's a terrific percussionist, Emile Richards, and he, but he was also really into uh, microtonal tuning and odd time signatures, both of which you heard there. And I, th- I heard the distinct sound of possibly a ring modulator. Good Lord. <laughs> Making that weird noise because this, as I say, this was '66, uh, so it's before synthesizers really came out. So yes, he was managing to create some odd proto-synthetic sounds there from an out the album called Stones and uh, twelve tracks, one for each month of the year uh, with the with the birthstone. I'm not quite sure what, why birthstones get associated with months, but hippie, so, hippies. <laughs> hokum, pure hokum. Your balderdash. But anyway, that was the. Stone for April, which was in fact diamond, no less. Ooh. I think you can get this as a download. I, I originally got this on a twofer with a Hal Blaine album called uh, Psychedelic Percussion, which may still be available, but it is quite, uh, it's a classic of the uh, Space Age bachelor pad world. So I would encourage you to get hold of a copy if possible. Um, as we mentioned before, if you want to try and get uh, any of the tracks you hear on the show, we will endeavour, wherever possible, to provide a link through which you can do that on the website. So if you look for PMB121, and have a look for the Emil Richards track, you should be able to buy it, hopefully. And I'm going to continue uh, with, with some actual uh, synthesizer music now, uh, from that great uh, Japanese virtuoso of the modular synth, Asayo Tomita, who released a number of albums. I'm not sure what he's doing these days, but through the 70s, I think, mainly released a number of reinterpretations of uh, classical works, through interpreted through the medium of modular synthesis. What a good idea. What a great idea. Uh, this comes from his 1975 treatment of uh, Mazorgsky's Pictures at an Exhibition, and it's uh, the track, well, again, I thought was quite appropriate for this time of year. It's the track Ballet of the Chicks in Their Shells. <laughs> with Ballet of the Chicks in Their Shells from an album Pictures at an Exhibition from 1975. Mm. And we just found out that uh, Tomita is 80. Yes. 80 years young. Which means two things. Firstly, we can cut him some slack. Yeah. <laughs> for not doing Because we're like, what's, what he's been do- what's, what's he up to? We haven't heard from much from him. He's 80. He's taken it easy. <laughs> and secondly, like- it means he gets all- all- pretty much automatic entry into the Moonbase Hall of Fame. Exactly. Venerable. <laughs> Venerable, Yes. Um, he did. He is occasionally still doing stuff. Apparently, he was he do, he was been doing since well, I think since the eighties. These things called SoundCloud concerts. I, I didn't realise he'd come up with that phrase before SoundCloud.com. But uh, the most recent one of those was in the late nineties, where he <laughs> featured guest performances from such notables as the the Manhattan Transfer, 
Ray Charles, Dion Warwick, and... Rick Wakeman. <laughs> Respect. Oh, yes. But apparently he's been getting into the world of uh, multi-channel audio and releasing multi-channel uh, reworkings of his uh, recordings on sort of probably on 5.1 DVD, I imagine. So, so you can have surra- be surrounded by Tomita. <laughs> Quite an interesting experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're going to uh, head back to the 60s now for this next track. And uh, it's by another one of our favourite bands, The Three Sons doing a tune called April Showers. was the three sons and their well i found it mesmerizing version of <laughs> april showers from an album moving and grooving yes from 1962 mm. and that has uh, as i was very frustrated for a number of years that you couldn't get hold of any of the three sons stuff anymore but it has now started probably because it's all popping into the public domain i imagine a lot of this stuff is now available or certainly is a download you can get that album moving and grooving as a download 
which is lovely. Hopefully without the crackles that we heard there, but you know, I like a bit of crackle. I like a crackle. Yes. Uh, now we're going to take a slight deviation away from uh, the world of spring for the next couple of tracks. I, I was um, the proud owner of a CD I won recently on Facebook by the uh, British jazz rock band Get the Blessing. Who, uh, who are currently on tour, certainly have been on tour throughout the UK, and they have uh, they posted a message on uh, Facebook saying they, they're plagued with earworms, as it were. If you, <laughs> sounds rather unpleasant, but uh, they just simply mean that they get tunes in their heads that they can't shake out. And they posted them where the piano pianist playing uh, an example of this, and they couldn't for the life of them work out what this tune was. And I recognise this tune because we've actually played it, and we featured it on the show oh, before. What so, was it? Well, I'll, pl- I'll play it now for you, dear listener. So hopefully you haven't already seen the playlist <laughs> If you have, it's going to rather not be that big a surprise. But see if you can work out uh, what this was. Well, originally it was in a movie, but it was later used in the 70s for the theme tune of a uh, natural history programme. That was John Barry with Florida Fantasy from the Midnight Cowboy original motion picture soundtrack and also from Wild Track featuring the great and I think sadly departed Tony Soper Uh, who uh, was one of the great voices of that (laughs) that era and a great very charismatic uh, presenter of uh, natural history programs and uh, we got I got a letter from uh, Get the Blessing thanking us uh, for (laughs) solving that particular conundrum and uh, enclosing a CD, which we'll hear a track from in a minute, but they also, on the, rather fetchingly, touchingly, I might say, on the letter is a lovely <laughs> photograph of <laughs> Tony Soper, which is a very sweet thing to do. So thank you very much for oh, that. Oh, is that who uh, that so, is? Yeah, so he is, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I've seen him since the mid, uh, mid uh, no. 80s. The, I think he's slightly, you know, slightly older gentleman in this picture than his, his heyday, but anyway. Uh, it's good. To, thank you very much for sending us a copy of. 
uh, that picture and also uh, the most recent uh, get the blessing album which is called ocdc quite like as a title <laughs> and uh, we're going to play the opening track from and the title track from that very same album
That was a, a muscular <laughs> track there called OCDC from an album of the same name by Get the Blessing. Yes, fabulous work. Fabulous Good work. stuff. Well, thanks for sending us that for free. If you can help you with any more earworms, <laughs> do let us know. If anyone else has got an earworm they'd like us to figure out the title of. You th- you fancy yourself as, some, as, something, as something of an expert on this subject on all now, music. do you? All music. All music. No, you just didn't. Because I knew that, I knew that uh, track. I recognised yes. it as well. I'm just, I was just in the right place at the right time. You were. You know, Sliding enjo- off work. Enjoying a spangle. <laughs> I, oh, I thought you meant back in the 80s. Ah. Just, yes. to, just yes. you know, e- eating an entire packet of spangles mm. while, while sort of lounging on the sofa watching uh, nature the, programs. Not black spangles, though. I didn't like those. No? Old English. You're racist. Weren't they, <laughs> 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 weren't they from... That, they disappeared, didn't they, because they were from South Africa. Were they? I didn't yeah. Because at one point, one day... I think it was due to <laughs> sanctions. That's all That's all those sanctions against South oh, Africa really? achieved. We couldn't get our hands on spangles anymore. <laughs> we, had to, we had to move over to pear drops or something. <laughs> well, at least, you know, something positive came out of that. Save the British boilings industry. <laughs> exactly. You are listening to the mainly spring-themed edition of Project Moonbase, PMB 121. You're looking for it on the website. But now, dear listener, it's time for us to bounce up and down on the pogo stick of unnecessary news. What did you do today? I used silicon fingers to sign in for my colleagues. <laughs> this is a doctor. Police said they recovered six silicon fingers <laughs> at the time of the doctor's arrest. A Brazilian doctor faces charges of fraud after being caught on camera using silicon fingers <laughs> to sign in for work for absent colleagues. <laughs> Thane Nuez Ferreira, 29, was arrested on Sunday for using prosthetic fingers to fill the biometric employee attendance device used at the hospital where she works near San Paolo. <laughs> I like the name of that machine. <laughs> What's this? It's a biometric employee attendance device, which you can simply fill with a fake finger. I've got fingers in my pockets. Do you think he has fake eyes for retina scans as well? I, I have no idea. Eyes in one pocket, fingers in the other. She, you sexist pig, you male chauvinist pig, she, (laughs) a lady can have six, six uh, silicon (laughs) fingers in her pockets as well, you know. She is, uh, she's accused of covering up the absence of six colleagues. Her lawyer says she was forced into the fraud <laughs> as she faced losing her job. The doctor was arrested by the local police following a two-week investigation. Police said she had six silicon fingers on her at the time of her arrest, all pointing at her accusingly. <laughs> the town's mayor has also asked five employees of the medical service said to have been involved to step aside while the local council launches a public inquiry. The police investigation showed that some 300 public employees in the town, whom he described as an army of ghosts, had been receiving payment without going to work. Well, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> if, I, if all I had to do was give somebody a silicon <laughs> finger and I could receive a, a salary, I'd be yes. doing the same thing. Brazilians call... The ghost employees, those people that receive regular wages without actually showing up for work. Apparently, they're all public 
public employees in the area of health, education and security. <laughs> Which are all areas that really we need people to be absent. I think, actually, if we, with the possible exception of health, I think education and security, they can just stay at home. They can just stay. If, if I was going through the airport and I just saw a silicon finger <laughs> instead of somebody trying to manhandle my trouser area, I think I'd be much happier, but that's just me. In other news, Piper down! <laughs> a bagpiper fell ill because his pipes were infested with oh. fungi. Oh dear. Yes, John Schoen is one of the world's most well-known figures in the not-so-well-known profession of bagpipe player. Or bagpipist, mm, yes. as we sometimes call it. The 78-year-old Englishman, what?! is a lifelong bagpiper, but he recently became so ill that he could not walk, eventually losing six kilograms. Good lord. Yeah. Doctors were stumped. It turns out that the instrument that uh, helped him gain his livelihood nearly took his life. He hadn't cleaned his pipes for nearly 18 months, the mucky pup. <laughs> and lab tests discovered that his beloved instrument was infested with fungi, <laughs> including the deadly fungus that had invaded his lungs. The medical discovery saved Sean's life. He's back on his feet and playing presumably clean pipes uh, in uh, a recent performance in London. The headline here could have been Sassanac's poison bagpipes to undermine Scotland. <laughs> it's an act of war! Do you think he's maybe stumbled across a nice new, a good new weight loss regime there? He's lost, lost six kilograms. Fungi infestation. I don't <laughs> In bagpipes. Just didn't heal this... Fun bagpipe just buy, fungus. Just buy these bagpipes. And, and then watch the weight fall off. <laughs> yes, I I don't know, I don't know. It didn't sound like a lot of fun. No. And that's why you should always clean your bagpipes. <laughs> Leeds Rhino rugby star names his son after Batman Baddie. Jamie Jones Buchanan and wife Emma have uh, three sons. They're called uh, Law. Dax and Krugan, <laughs> all named after sci-fi characters. <laughs> the rugby league star has named his newborn son Bane <laughs> in honour of the masked Batman baddie. <laughs> yes, um, Jamie and his wife Emma chose far-out names for their three older sons. Star Trek's Law was born in 20... 335 and was the brother of android data while dax took over people's bodies the krugan was a character in highlander another favorite film <laughs> of jamie he's a colossal nerd isn't he the rugby player from bramley Leeds said he was often asked about the unusual names and added i've known emma since school <laughs> which the connection is what <laughs> I love the the the, the uh, non sequiturs that we get uh, occasionally in these things. He said, "We said that if we had kids, we'd call our first one Law. I used to be a bit of a Trekkie, and we are delighted with the new edition. And I came up with the idea of calling him Bane, and my wife had the final say as usual. So obviously, we can't rely on her judgment any more than we can rely on this uh, other guy. I think my firstborn, I might call them after the Watchman character, Doctor Manhattan." <laughs> Yeah, that's as good a name as any, isn't it? Gucci, Gucci, Goo, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> goo, 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 goo. What's your baby called? It's lovely, isn't it? What's he called? Dr. Manhattan. Oh, okay. What's the other one? Spectra. Silk Spectre. Yeah, you've got a little daughter. Rorschach. The little, the little dark. Little dark. Yeah, possibly. You have been used.
for Huma. Thank you, MC Zirconium. Thank you, sir. For that comic selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. The truly extraordinary <laughs> sound of I think his name is pronounced Paul Nogues or Nogues or something like that. We don't really know much about him because he self-produced that uh, album, uh, an album of uh, Vivaldi called Go Vivaldi Go, and uh, that was his version of, of course, the overture from Spring, the second version we've heard on the show, but uh, a purely electronic one. This his time. music is as good as his as his artwork is bad. <laughs> That was quite good, because it, it started off as, oh, yeah, yeah, and then some whooshing came, and I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know about whooshing, yeah. and then... Oh, yeah. Then it's all... tasty, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. It, it reminds me of the classic uh, <laughs> version of popcorn. And yes, indeed. It sounds uh, It sounds like it's from the classic period mm. of uh, new. But is, there is a nice... There seems to me to be a nice mixture of the analogue and something chip-esque in there as well, a bit of chippy sounds going on, I think, at places as well. I think Vivaldi would have liked this. <laughs> I think he would, actually. I yeah. really do. I think he would.
We need uh, to keep our eye on this gentleman. Yes. Uh, I think he's just released two albums so far, Go Vivaldi Go and Go Mozart Go. He's helping them both out, isn't he? He's giving <laughs> yes. them a helping hand, updating them a little bit for the and, kids. Uh, we'll try and find out. Uh, he's, as I say, because he's self-produced this album, it's, it's kind of hard to find out more about him. He doesn't seem to have a website or a Twitter or a Facebook or anything, but uh, if you're out there, Mr. Nogues... Or somebody that knows him. Somebody knows who he is. Please do get in touch. Uh, we're going to leave you with a couple of nice, easy listening tunes to waft you off into spring. And uh, starting by playing a track by the strangely named Unit 6. spring-like sound there of a band pretty much slightly made up band called unit six um which i think was essentially a messrs a may and b alberici who were responsible for this dwarf library music album entitled two in one which james is going to you accurately describe the cover as uh, two cocks <laughs> the birds or cockerels. I'm not quite sure why, but yes, there are indeed two uh, cockerels on the front of this. Staring album. at each other with beady eyes. <laughs> yes, they are. Regarding each other with indignation. Possibly about to have a fight. Really. Mm, could be. Um, what we can't see is the betting slips on the <laughs> side of the picture. The, the interested punters. <laughs> uh, that was the second and more up-tempo version of a tune called Mayday. Which you really? The album. More yes. up-tempo. There's something yeah. less up-tempo there than is. that. The original version is described as soft, sluggish, <laughs> coma-like, so, soft, romantic, and tranquil. Well, I, yeah. Well, what was, what was, was the fair. second one? The then? second one was like pretty much the same. Pretty much again. the same. Very, very test card. Very library. Yes, very much. Which so. reminds me, we oh. will be having an up-and-coming <laughs> show dedicated to the world of test card mm. music. Mm. We know you miss it like we yes, do. We I mean, it's all rubbish on TV now. <laughs> it used to be great. You could just see those coloured squares and there'd be some flute music in the background <laughs> or somebody playing a lute. <laughs> That's right. So we'll, we'll be, re, we'll be uh, reimagining yes, that. And I've already seen the cover art for that show and it's rather beautiful. Oh, it's based on, based on the most famous <laughs> test card of <laughs> all famous. time. 
which strangely enough I saw earlier today. It's still in use. I happened to be round at my mother's residence on the other side of the moon. And uh, she, your mother lives on the moon. She, <laughs> you're, you're breaking the, the illusion. Look, it's Nazis on the dark side of the moon. It's your mother living in that, that Nazi saucer camp. <laughs> That's right. Now the truth is coming out. <laughs> it's it, Hitler in a Nazi in a Nazi flying saucer on the on the dark side of the moon. With my mum keeping With an eye mom. on him, <laughs> <laughs> making sure he gets gets enough to eat. <laughs> She happened to spark up her TV, which was tuned to BBC HD. Was it and tuned to BBC? Was it tuned to <laughs> BBC 1982? And on the BBC HD channel earlier today, they had the old test card up, which I was quite shocked to see. Bizarre. Very odd, very odd. No music. It was just kind of little beeping noises that were coming up, which isn't quite the same thing. So we will have some nice airy orchestra music for you in a coming show. I have been a DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you have... Uh, I'm going to steal your line here. Is that all right? Mm. Felt the sap rising? Yeah. I hope you felt the sap rising on this particular edition of the show. I have been MC Zaconium, and I hope you witnessed the green shoots of optimism poking through the <laughs> damp soil of misery. <laughs> Beautiful. Good as you put so. We're going to leave you by playing another original tune. We've had a couple of uh, original uh, spring tunes on this week's show, which was nice to hear. This is from a band put together by Phil Bodner, who was actually, strangely enough, one of uh, Enoch Light's session men. Uh, Phil Bodner was the uh, chief woodwindist, player of all all manner of uh, oboes and saxophones and such like. But uh, he assembled, well, he essentially borrowed many of Enoch Light's uh, other session musicians, including Dick Hyman you'll hear on this this track as well, on the organ. Dick. Hmm. And uh, this is actually an original, as I say, of his. And it's on an album originally called Gaspacho. You can get it on a Tufa with another brass ring album called Only Love. And this is Phil Bodner with his band playing his tune, Like a Breath of Spring. Until next week, dear listener. Bye. 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 Bye.